Hey, Pro fans, thanks for your support. Whether you're subscribing to the podcast through iTunes, visiting pulpmx.com, streaming the show via the Stitcher app on your smartphone, or buying from our show sponsor, btosports.com, without you, we could not do this. You can still type M-A-T-T-H-E-S upon checkout at btosports.com if your order is $100 or more for a discount. Lastly, for some insider info and maybe a laugh or two, Follow Mathis's Twitter updates at twitter.com slash pulpmx. episode of the Steve Mathis Show, there is a high chanceability. You will either learn something a lot of people don't know. You left thinking or make you say to yourself Dude, that's so funny. The bottom line is, this podcast serves as archival documentation of this interview. Welcome to the BTOsports.com podcast show, brought to you by RacerX, hosted by Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show, Las Vegas wrap-up. The three musketeers are back to discuss this. Uh, I'm Steve Mathis, as usual. With me on the line is uh, Jason Wygant. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Chevy Chase style, David Pingree driving his family truckster through the desert. What's up, Ping? Hey, guys. Yeah, sorry if my uh, voice is shrouded in wind noise and Yeah. Kids scream, but we're headed to headed to the desert. With kids, see my see my dad. Yeah, you uh, you forgot you did take the dog off the bumper, right? Yeah, dog's off the. Oh no, he's running. He's keeping up. <laughs> okay, all right. Fat, fat, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, Las Vegas uh, Supercross came and went, and uh, let's talk about the stuff that really matters, and that's the uh, that's the parties afterwards. Um, if you ever want to meet a rider and maybe you know share some good times with them. Go to the Hard Rock Circle Bar. Uh, hey, Weege? Yeah, and all the, inhibi- all the inhibitions are gone. So if you're there yeah. and you ever wanted to talk to a guy, chat with him, give him a what's up, you know, you might be a little nervous in the pits, but it's a totally different story in this condition. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And I saw actually one of the winners of the, uh, the uh, four main events, one of the winners fall down twice trying to, trying to just walk down some stairs. <laughs> so that was good. Wow. Luckily, he had a... I've, I've actually heard they're making helmets and neck braces mandatory at the Circle Bar now on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, Ping, you you've been there as a rider. What what's the deal? You you just you let it loose in Vegas, even though the outdoors are, you know, two weeks away. It's that's just the deal, right? I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I drank water, and I was usually in bed by eleven thirty at the latest. Oh, okay. You know? <laughs> all right, all right. Um, I mean, the Nationals were coming up. I, it was serious business. Well, we know outdoor specialist that you were. You know, I mean, when I think outdoors, I think David Pingree. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, it was a good time, as always. And um, 
man, you just feel wrecked afterwards. But even though I live here, I still, you know, I actually went out for a long time both nights. So uh, a good time was had by all. Supercross Banquet Weech, uh, it was good. They've shortened up the awards, which I like. They get us in and get us out. I like that. Yeah, you know, I have no complaints. I didn't know how it was going to go um, because, you know, the, it's kind of like taking the semis out of the races. You know, people are like, well, hey, we come to see the race or we come to see the award ceremony. But when you shorten the things up, really, I don't think it works out that bad um, yeah. in the end. No one was complaining. I mean, still got plenty of time for the cocktail hour and hors d'oeuvres, plenty of time to party afterwards. People that needed their words got them. That's really the way people want it. Just get it in, get it done. And, and you were actually hosting. So this was the first one you've watched in a little while. You hosted the last yeah, it was two awesome. years. It was, yeah. It's much more fun to actually be able to have fun than to not. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like uh, when the cocktail hour is going on and I'm like, okay, I can maybe have one drink here, but if I'm too hammered, I'm done. And everybody else is going wide open. Right. This is awesome. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, James Stewart didn't show up. Uh, you have a problem with that, Weech? You have any issues with that? It is kind of strange. I mean, I- I'm confused over, in the first place, I'm confused that they were handing out a trophy for fourth. Yeah. They Fourth is kind of a weird position to pick. My only guess is that they wanted to do top five, but Trey Kennard already came up to the stage to be rookie of the year. So they basically announced 20th through 5th. They just had announced the riders' names, but they didn't have them come up to make a speech. Right. And then... Four, three, two, one. They had come up, so I'm assuming the only reason they picked top four was because Kennard basically did get to come up earlier as rookie yeah. of the year. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a little weird. And as you said, thereby validating my rookie claim. He <laughs> is a rookie, folks. It's his first full year on a 450. That's what counts. Um, oh God! Here we anyway, go. Yeah. Stewart. Uh, I we, we I saw a lot of flack on our website today saying that you know Stewart's such a crybaby. He he forced recognition on himself for fourth place. You know, what is this, Little League, where you get a participant medal? <laughs> um, but clearly, Stewart did not ask for fourth-place recognition because he didn't even come to the banquet to accept it. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I wonder if they were like, hey, I wonder if Feld was like, listen. That was Feld picking him up, patting his little bottom, putting a Band-Aid on his boo-boo, and, you know, yeah, but then, back in the house. But then he didn't show, so did he, he even didn't show. Did he they even know? Yeah. I, I think it's disrespectful. Yeah. I think it, I think it shows... That he is a poor loser that way, and he should he should have showed up. What about you know, the, show up? Tip your cap to the guys who, you know, do. I got new curious, more, do yeah. some interviews. You know what I mean? Like I don't know why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you go? You're you're one of the biggest stars in the sport. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He was gambling at the Hard Rock. I I, I got multiple texts from people to say. Wait, he was at, he was there. He didn't go home. No, no, no. He was gambling. What? That makes it worse. Yep. That makes it worse. Right. I'm just, I, I agree with Ping on this one. This is a night for the the riders, fans, or not fans, but the, you know, because it's a private show, the banquet. But it's this is a chance for everyone to hang out, unwind, cut loose, have a good time. You know, there's lights guys there that didn't win anything, but you just go. I mean, right. you're already there. It's a good time. I don't understand why you wouldn't just go. And then I think what they should have done was like, hey, he may not show. Oh, look, he's not here. Cut the fourth place award out instead of having the mechanic go up and take it. Or team yeah, manager. I wouldn't have noticed. Yeah. I wouldn't have noticed at all that he wasn't there until Paul Deloria had to come up to accept fourth. I don't think if they gave trophies the top three, anyone would say, but why not fourth? Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. A little, little bit of a drop to the ball, I think, by, by Stewart and Feld, maybe. I don't know. Because yeah. now I guarantee you, Stewart is now mad that Feld opened him up for this criticism. And Feld is now mad that Stewart didn't show up. 
Like they're both mad at each other. I can I, I know for sure. So whatever. That, that's not from hearing it. That's from just surmising. What that's we know. just that's just what the I know. Personality involved. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I agree with it, you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I was going to say, am I out to lunch on that or not? No. Um, no. Uh, but uh, no, it was a good time. Uh, Ryan Villapoto won the uh, won the championship, which uh, you know we all thought he could, and uh, and would. Let's talk about the race a little bit. Once again, uh, Stewart got out front. Um, he he was just ridiculous scrubbing that that uh, Thunder Alley single jump, and he busted out a quad, busted out a triple. That may may or not may or may not have been slower, but um, I don't know. Kevin Windham, I like I would have loved to have seen if they both would have stayed up. Huh, Ping? Yeah, it would have been interesting. Um, I, it's funny how Kevin can just pull it out like that when he really is serious about it, you know? Yeah, he's not he, he he's not the type of guy to do that. That was very strange, but I guess he must have felt, hey, I can win this thing. Yeah. 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 How does he just all of a sudden... What? You know, Seattle, the conditions were really um, adverse, treacherous, whatever the hell you want to call them. Okay, so he, his, like, technical skills come out. Vegas isn't that different. It's a hard-packed, blue-group track. Like, those, all of them ride all week long, testing and practicing. Like, it's just crazy to me that Kevin, when he decides, all right, it's on tonight. Like, this yeah. is the last one. I'm, I'm going to go out and just yeah. get it done. Even from the opening ceremony, that transfer he did was, like, uh, retarded. Yeah, yeah, that was ridiculous. Uh, according to the Factory Connection guys, it's 120 feet. It looked every bit of it. It yeah. was gnarly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Weege, uh, had Stewart stayed up, was Wyndham going to catch him and beat well, him? I don't think that's even a fair question to ask anymore because okay. the factor is he doesn't stay up. Right. I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, this is – it's you're almost to the point where it's 50-50 now. You know what I mean? I know before we had the stat of, you know, when he – if he doesn't crash, he wins, and if uh, he does – he only loses when he crashes because he even won some races when he did crash. But he did not lose I, any I saw, Sorry, Weech. I saw a new title this week that I thought was awesome. Someone called him the fastest man to hit the planet. <laughs> uh, I hate to laugh at a guy wadding himself. <laughs> That's pretty witty. <laughs> but my point is that, okay, before it was he won a lot of races, but sometimes he would crash and throw it away. But now we're literally on 50-50. 50% of the time, he wads it, and 50% of the time, he doesn't. Like, that, that is horrible odds. I've never Matthew. seen anything like it. I mean, even himself, he, the standards for crashing, he already set for himself. He is obliterating that. This is bizarre. <laughs> I've never if seen he crashes, If he crashes one more time, it'll be 51-50, which is a Van Halen album. Oh, oh Mathis, you'd be oh, very excited about that. Yes, yes. The, Why can't the, this be love? The best. Van Halen album out of the four that Sammy was involved in, if you don't count the Twister soundtrack. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like uh, the Whoops weren't—they were gnarly, but they weren't that gnarly. Stewart, like in Dallas, I feel like it was a grenade with the pin pulled. He was going too fast for that Whoops section. I don't feel that way in Vegas. So I felt, I mean, they were gnarly, but they were gnarly for everybody. That He wasn't that much faster than everybody like he was in Dallas. But, yet he still crashed. He still, he still crashed. Um, uh, crazy. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's got to be just a topper on a fantastic year for James Stewart, correct? 
but what is the reaction around around him? I mean, are the riders at the point now where they uh, surely the intimidation factor that was once there is waning just I by think, the fact that they didn't win the title. I think that but, is I mean, gone. Are they at the yeah. point now where they just know, hey, stay somewhat close to him, and it's gonna happen? I mean, it's before it was like you hoped maybe he would hand you a win, but there was really not much you can do about it. Now it almost seems like these guys could bank on it. It's so strange to me. Tell you what, Ping, Ping talked about this in, in earlier season. Um, and I, I 100% believe it, and from what I know, too, you know, he's 26. Is he 26, 25? He's 25 or 26 years old. He's going to start not wanting to hit the ground, and it's going to affect his riding. He just can't keep this up. Right, Ping? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you get taught a lesson. You know, every time you hit the ground, you're like, all right, that hurts. I go back to, like, this hot stove thing. You know, you, yeah. you touch a hot stove once, you you, you know that uh, it's hot and it hurts and you're not going to touch it again. You keep hitting the ground by going too fast or whatever the hell you're doing, you, you're going to slow down. Yeah. Plus you get older and, you know, just obviously some guys handle it better than others, but, you know, as you get older, the risk versus reward thing starts to sort of balance itself out. Right. Um. um or go the other way. Yeah, so, I think that, I, he's going to only get more cautious, which he, for him may be better if he could actually tone it down a little bit. You know, I mean, he, right. he seems like he pushes harder than he needs to a lot of times. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I didn't talk to Wyndham after the race, but I did talk to uh, team owner Jeff Myshak, and he told me that Wyndham told him he had no place to go, which I, I'm going to tend to believe Kevin Wyndham if he says that. But to me on TV, and I was going to bring it up to this morning. I thought Wyndham could have avoided that crash, but at the last second was like, you know what, I'm going to go over him. And, of course, that was a bad idea. Uh, what do you think, Wayne? Well, or Pink? How do you do that? Well, you, just, you, can't, you can't shut off the throttle on a set of whoops. You're, you're so committed to staying on top of them by maintaining throttle. So you'll yeah. see guys turn. You know, they can kind of drift from one side to the other, but it isn't something that happens quickly. No, but so Villapoto- by the time he processed, okay, he's down, if he lets off the gas, he crashes. If he, you know, he, he can't turn that quickly. So, you know, he probably, it looked to me like he just, you only have a split second to make that decision. But he said, okay, maybe his bike will fall down. You know, maybe I can get across him. And right. Well, when the, I mean, Villapoto behind him, you know, almost crashed also, but he did change his course and his line. So, I mean, you, yeah. you know, he dropped into him. He had backed up the throttle, dropped into him, and it, and it obviously you know, almost caused him to crash. But, uh, I mean, I'm just I, – I, it's just it's devil's advocate. I, I don't know. Uh, how cool would that have been if he had made it and then just kept on going and won the race? <laughs> no, that would have been unbelievable. Right. But there yeah. were a couple things at play there. First of all, remember the opener, Anaheim won in 09. The yeah. same thing happened where Stewart was getting up uh, and then Wyndham was already committed to the whoops and plowed right in. <laughs> um, yeah. And the other thing was for Villapoto, man, that shows how dangerous it could be. If he was five or ten feet closer, the one thing you didn't want to have happen in the final might have happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have had the yeah. same thing happen to him as happened to Wyndham if he was any closer to those guys, yeah. and the title would have been blown up. Like, he was that close to disaster. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, uh, it was nuts. It was... Know, not his own fault, just dumb luck. Could have happened. I, uh, I thought that RV raced those guys a little harder than I I would have if I was him. But after the race, he told me, he was like, hey, I can win this thing. So he sprinted yeah. a bit. 
and then he was kind of getting caught, and then he was like, okay, I'm, I'm caught, so now I'm out. But he still stuck it in there a little bit, probably more than I would have thought. But, you know, I'm not Ryan Villapoto, and I, I don't ride a bike like him. But thoughts on that, Ping? <laughs> well, you know, you, it's, it's hard to put yourself in their shoes. Like, when Reed makes a comment, like, I don't even race anymore, you know, I have all the money I need, so I just race for fun or as a hobby. I can't even get my mind around that, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't have his money in the bank, so I can't have his perspective. And the same thing with Ryan. He's got so many championships already, you know, 250 titles or whatever, but I don't know. Maybe it's not as big of a deal to him or something. You know, to me, yeah, I, I back off. I let those guys go. You know, I'm, I would have been singling everything if that's what it took. <laughs> just just hanging on to fifth. That's all I needed. I think in, uh, in Reed's defense around that quote, I think he was saying that in response to, you know, do you harbor some grudges against the teams that didn't hire you this year now that you've come back and shown everybody what's up and you've won races? And uh, I think he was pretty much saying no because, you know, the idea that I had to spend my own money uh, or I didn't have a factory ride, like not getting paid, you know, I'm do- I did this for the fun of it, not to-, to make a big paycheck. So I'm not pissed at the factories. I think that's... I think that's more of what he was responding to there. Reed, but, but Reed, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Most guys who haven't had the success he's had don't have the money he has to be like, I'm not going to spend that much money to go racing, you know. Oh, <laughs> it's, just, it's just such a different mindset because he's, one, he's confident that he can go out and compete and get the results to make the money back. And he's got enough money that even if he didn't, it's like, oh, oh well, I'll retire and still be fine. You said yeah, mindset. You know what I'm saying? You said mindset. Say mindset. Yeah. Oh dang it. Um. So I, I need to work Huckabuck into my next sentence, and I'll be all right. Reed. Uh, Reed's a winner, uh, as we talked about. You know, he he he's he had a great year, great successful year, and I don't think he's all that bummed that he didn't win. You know what I mean? I truly looking in the mirror in the morning, he wasn't the fastest guy. You know, um, what he did was pretty good. Uh, Ryan Dungey wasn't the fastest guy. Maybe Villapoto or Stewart. They're the ones who can look in the mirror and go, I am the fastest guy. Um, you know, so I don't know. I th- it's a win-win thing if you're Chad Reed, I think. He's got to be happy. He, he did more, sure a hell of a lot more than I thought he would do. So, I think more than anyone. I mean, yeah. did anyone expect this except maybe him? Right. This yeah. level of yeah. competition. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a good night for, for, uh, for that. And RV uh, winning it, I mean – it seemed like it was pretty easy to do. You know, he had a nine-point lead. But then, like you said, we uh, trouble lurked anywhere on that track. It, 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 he rode well to get to get the spot he did. Yeah, and like Ping was alluding to before, I mean, you might as well just go and start singling things if you had to. I mean, the real factor was <laughs> what he needed to get to six. And at one point, I think Stroop was 34 seconds back. I mean, there was yeah. no chance, barring a crash or a mechanical, that he was going to finish that far back. And, and, and I think – go ahead, Ping. Well, I was just going to say, I think it was one of your tweets that I caught. There was yeah. only like 12 or 13 guys still out on the track, like you, that many guys had crashed out or pulled in. Yeah, only 12 guys finished yeah. the race, 12 riders. <laughs> yeah. Weston yeah. Pike was the last one to finish. Uh, he didn't obviously do 20 laps. He got lapped, but, he yeah, he finished the, the race. Everybody else was out. It was weird. Yeah, we almost got to the situation where he would win the title like – on lap 13 when, like, the, the 15th guy pulled out and there were no longer enough riders to even beat him. We almost reached uh, that point. Uh, hey, uh, Ping, one of your old guys, Chris Blos, got fourth 
took advantage of all the all the the carnage to get fourth. Good ride for him. Yeah, yeah, good for him. I was I was hoping he'd have that breakthrough ride, you know, halfway through the season. But yeah, either way, good for him. I was pumped for him. Yeah, Stroop was fourth for a long time, but uh, you know he faded back a little bit. But good ride for the Stroopster. Yeah. Any 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 good tweets from him? Lately, I haven't seen him. Um, he tweeted. Oh, I think we might have had the best ever on uh, Saturday morning. I don't even know if we can share it on this show. Uh, well, we can it's say we can. We can. Yeah. It's my personal favorite. Yeah, he said uh, he tweeted Saturday morning of the race. Uh, morning effers slept like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but it yeah. wasn't effers. It was spelled out in it entirely. It was spelled out in the right way. Yeah, or the wrong way. How you have Straight it. Straight up. Um. He's a big fan, though, on Saturday night. That was cool. I, 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 he really liked our tweets. He said that was good. So, I mean, he was, uh, I'd say he was the star, as far as I could tell, the circle bar. I mean, yeah. Yeah, if, mean, you, if you were to nominate. Looking for a guy to go party with, you found your winner right there. If you're going to nominate a winner a Saturday night after the race, it'd be Austin Stewart by a mile. So, he was having the most fun? I think so. I think, I think so. so. Um, but really, if you had to make, if you had to wager before the Saturday night, who would be the top one? I mean, he would have had the, <laughs> the shortest odds. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was heavily favored going in, and he, and he performed <laughs> he performed up to expectations. Um, Michael Byrne was up there too. Bummer for Burner. He's I've been looking for that ride. Like like Ping's been looking for that ride for Blos. I like Byrne a lot. Good guy. Waiting for him to break out, but uh, no, it didn't happen. He got a banner, and then that was it. He got a tough block cover in his bike, and he, st- he struggled the rest of the way. Um, and then Weimer got six, so I kind of didn't notice Weimer as much as I did in uh, in Salt Lake, but I think he's probably fine with that. I think he, what he's doing is really good, though. You know, he's finishing up. He, he's getting the starts under his belt, getting the laps in, getting mm-hmm. shaking out the bugs and the nerves. You know, when he goes to the hang town, it's going to be yeah, just just another race. You know what I mean? But we'll fresh start yeah. as far as the points go. So uh, Millsaps was uh, Millsaps was up there in fourth and got a flat tire. So. Yeah, what was the final word on the flat tires? Was it actually from the over-under bridge? Just shorties, I think. I don't know about Millsaps. Yeah, on the TV show, Carmichael commented that three riders had gotten flats in practice, and it was from that over-under. Oh, okay. Yeah, the berm led you right up to the edge of that over-under. And it was, you could see when they'd hit it, it would, it would kind of snap their back back tire out. So there's yeah. something hard and you know, like a little square edge in there. Um, what uh, what happened to so Brayton? It was more of a pinch, a pinch flat then, not like an actual sharp object. Uh, yeah, it'd be like, it would have been probably like a pinch flat. It wasn't like a, a spike or something. It was just a right. just yeah. a hard flat edge they were hitting. And... Uh, what was up with Brayton, Weege? We know you're our go-to guy for that. I, I don't know. Uh, yes, yeah, don't worry. I got uh, I got the full rundown. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, <laughs> yep, saw him at the airport last night, um, checked him out. Gave him a you know a once over, make sure he was <laughs> cough, still looking bend good. Bend over and cough. Yeah, yeah, I, and um, I did notice that one ankle looked out of spec. Uh, so he twisted his ankle at the uh, like the last lap of the heat race. So he finished the heat, and then decided better at going at it in the main event. So that was one other one of your qualifiers who then did not finish finish the main. He said he'll be okay for Hangtown. He's probably gonna have to take a week off. Right, but uh, he is but he is, he is turning a free week. What's that? The other carriage and, and get a peek. He is hernia free. Well, you know those back problems. I've had to had to help loosen him up many a time. <laughs> it was really unfortunate that he hurt his back and needed somebody to help. You know, uh, massage that uh, out. And enough about that. Let's. Uh, okay. All right. Um, the the whole shot went to uh, X Brand goggles. Michael Lessie. 
and um, you know, vision unsurpassed. Got him to the front turn, first turn first. Uh, enough of that. But he had a nasty crash, and you know what? I gotta think there's some sore feelings going on right now between Tony and Roger DeCoster because the Alessis have been trying to get out of Supercross for a couple of weeks. They want to focus on this outdoors. And let's face it, after Mike's Supercross season, I don't blame him. Now they've been trying to get out of it, trying to get out of it. Roger has said, hey, you need to race. I want you to race. So they've been doing it. Mike suffers a nasty crash. Looks like he's going to miss the GP. And who knows how it's going to go from there. You know, uh, Hangtown may not go as well. as I would think you'd be a little pissed if you're Tony rightfully or wrongfully i don't know i'm not going to judge whatever you know but uh i would think you'd be a little bummed at, at that deal huh weege no i don't think you have okay. a right to be mad about that i mean let's be honest were you hired by the team to race i mean why did andrew short race why did dungy race why did villapoto race you're you're hired to race in races so i don't see how you can get mad at your boss for telling you to race when you're healthy enough to race i just okay all right the other riders that will be competing with they also raced in Vegas, you know what I mean? You didn't see Shorty say, no, nah, I'm going to be racing Hangtown. Why, why do I need to race? Excellent. I mean, okay. what, yeah, you got a point. Okay. Um, I will say that I, even though he uh, crashed out so the result was terrible, I'm going to say that from the beginning of the year till now, Mike is one of the most improved guys. I mean, he actually mm. fought back and uh, got Wyndham back in the first lap. He did that a few times in right. the last couple of races when he was getting starts. Right. Um, he's I mean, he's not going to win a race anytime soon indoors, but he's a whole lot better when he straight up wasn't qualifying for main events back in Oakland. I mean, he's come a long way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, you're right. What about paying? Am I just crazy? Well, yes. Okay. About what, though? <laughs> about the Alessi thing. About the Alessi thing. The Alessi thing? Yeah. Well, there, you know, a guy like him, I don't know. There, I'd argue a case for it, you know. Get him out on that 450 doing motos, you know, so he can go into Hangtown just like, you know, with a little bit of an edge. Right. He's not, it's not, he's not going to set the world on fire at these last couple of rounds. Um, so I don't know. Right. But like, we we have the point, you know, the guy's paid to, to do races, you know. So I don't know. Hopefully, what's, what's the injury? I mean, is he? He hit his head. Skinned up? Oh, he hit his head? Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's uh, – uh, so we got one yay, one nay, and I'm just putting it out there. Um, so we're wrapping this thing up. Ryan Villapoto, in, in everybody's minds, deserves to be the champion this year, right? I mean, we can all agree on that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. right yep. from the start, we thought that. Um, yeah, I think, I, think, I think it was a good season for him. Uh, he rebounded pretty good. That Salt Lake ride was, had to have been just, just, you know, what he needed, obviously, to get him over the edge. Uh, but, you know, he... Well, not only did it in points, I think that it permanently erases any doubt. You know, like I said last week, if he wanted to win the title, it came down to that race. He won that race. So even if there was any doubt about gifts or any of this other stuff, mm-hmm. he clearly was the fan. And I don't think that any of the other three or four guys that were in that title hunt could, could argue otherwise. Yeah, I, w- I went by the Cowie truck the other night, and one of the guys on the team, and, and I like them all. They're all my buddies, of course. But you, all you media guys, you all counted him out. And I'm like, we did? Really? Who, Ryan? Yeah. And he showed all you guys. You all, and I'm just like, what? who, who counted him out? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, anyway, it's just the way it goes. It just was funny, you know? So. Yep, that's standard, that's standard operating procedure for all teams. 
Right. And Ryan, Ryan's extra sensitive that way, though. Like, if you say, if you doubt him at all, ever, like, mm, he, you know, maybe this guy could win, he'd jump on you. Oh, well, you don't, you don't think I, oh, now I can't win? Oh, like, he, he takes it. Yeah. I think he kind of uses it as motivation. But, you know, he likes when someone um, sort of doubts him so he can prove you wrong. Do you, right. do you get that, too? Like, he, some of the other guys are just going, oh, whatever. Yeah, no, believe you know, me, I, I definitely, but Ryan I definitely it, he get gets that. sensitive with it. Right. Yeah, no, I, I get that a lot. So I understand. Um, well, as far as the main event itself goes, uh, you know, I talked to Reedy afterwards, and he said there's no way that, that Dungy was going to get by me. Um, but it was it was pretty close there at times. Dungy got really, really close to him. Hey, Weege? Yeah, um, that was a really good ride uh, from Dungy. But I think you're seeing the difference between those two. Right there. Another one of these races that is like a microcosm of the whole season. Reed was able to do what he needed to do to make things happen, even if he wasn't necessarily fastest. I mean, how many last laps did we see where guys caught him and then he just figured out a way to hold them behind him? I mean, it happened with him and Dungey all the way back in Phoenix. It happened with him and Dungey in uh, Indy. He just figured out a way to make it happen. And on Dungey's side, I think if you rolled through every main event this year, you would see situations where another rider would have used that opening to really get aggressive and try to make a pass. And I could think maybe twice all year where Dungey took it. He's just, I don't want to say he's not aggressive enough, because there's, as we saw with Hanson last week, there's a downside to doing that at times. Mm-hmm. But you've got Reed who uses all his experience to make sure you're not going to pass him when it counts. And Dungey, who to me doesn't quite take full advantage of every opportunity to He's not the most aggressive. And funny, Carmichael even himself said that on the show. He's not the most aggressive passer out there. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like maybe Reed's right. Considering those two, the chances of Dungey pulling off a crazy last lap pass probably wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, we get a lot of flack or some flack for, you know, bagging on Dungey on this very show. But, uh, you know, hey, we go for the races, and that's, that's, a, that's what we see. We, we, we do underestimate that, uh, you know, he's got the least amount of experience in the class out of the – out of the well, guys he's racing hold with. on, pause, because I don't bag on him. I I tend to defend him a hell of a lot more than you guys do. Okay. So, yes. For those last week, you absolutely did. And so, and, and your daughter agrees. My, yeah. Sorry, she's. Um, I can't see the Thumbelina playing on the TV here, so she's upset. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But, well, uh, I think we know why. Ping's biased because his daughter likes Dungey, apparently. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, you count. I just want to. Oh, people. Up. Yeah. I don't think, Steve, you or I meant that last year's championship was not valid or deserved. Um, when, you, when you marched out the, you know, I know what a champion looks like, I know when I see it, or whatever that quote was, right? Right. Something about pornography. It's something about pornography. I think we were alluding to the season in general or maybe Salt Lake City, not last year, you know. Right, right, right. Am I right? I don't, I don't think we meant that this proves he didn't deserve the title last year. I mean... If anything, it does. You know, it's not like they worked him over. I mean, he was right there. You know, he proved that he could run with these guys. It's not like, oh, they're back and he got waxed. Um, you know, but I just think Villapoto has proven he was the better guy this this year. But, yeah. No, I'm not. I don't think we meant if anyone thinks that we were taking away from Dungey's last season. Uh, that's not what we meant. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. It, hey, he he won it. He won it fair and square. His name's in the record books and all that. But uh, I think it, it's uh, – you know, he's got a long way to go in his class, and he's probably going to get better, and he'll be right there the rest of the way. But this year, 2011, he wasn't good enough. So that's bottom line. Um, 
let's let's uh, let's move on to the 250 class from here. Lots to talk about in that. I want to talk about the format first of all. Ping, you weren't there. What did you think on being at Stadium Weege? Did this work? Did the two main events? I know my fears of water problems were not. Did it? They did not take place. Um, I get think the guys worked the track pretty good. So what did you think of the format, Weege, overall? Um, it was good, uh, mostly. It was awesome that the titles were close, and that really added some drama. And I was impressed where the fans pretty much seemed to know what was going on. I mean, during that Lights West event, you know, every, even though the, the title contenders were not battling for the lead, you could tell that everyone was focused on Tickle and Tomac, and everyone knew this isn't a heat race. This counts for points. They're only two points apart. Mm-hmm. I don't think people got confused um, in that sense. So it worked out awesome. I mean, you could have a year where both riders are up by 20 points on both coasts. Um, so it was awesome. It made for a crazy night. But the downside is the East-West shootout had virtually no buzz and hype. No. You know, it's like, oh, oh, Ryan Sykes won. And then you realize. And if you quizzed everyone walking out of that building and said, who won the Lights East main event? I don't know if anyone would tell you Blake Baggett. It was, like, so forgotten about because it was, like, three and a half hours earlier and yeah. so much stuff had gone down in between. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a bummer for those guys, that's all. But overall, I think it was a winner. And you had, and you had Baggett in the shootout riding around in 13th. Um, you know, I, the, the, it definitely the shootout lacked intensity, no doubt about that. Uh, yeah. There was a couple guys trying hard, a couple guys working, rocks in one of them. But a lot of guys, Barsha was just throwing whips. You know, he, he crashed out early, and he was just throwing whips to the crowd. So it, I think it worked, and it didn't work. I, I don't know. The shootout suffered, no doubt about it. I kind of didn't like when, again, Ping, you, didn't, you weren't there, but the, the Jets went over the stadium, and I'm not kidding you, Ping. The Jets flew by, and Barsha came racing into the stadium .5 seconds after that for the, for the main event. Oh, yeah? Like, it was like, I'm like, wow, oh, wait, oh, shit, oh, oh, oh we're on, we're on. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, what'd you think, Weege? Did you like that? that? And that was the, at the riders meeting, they explained it worked that way. Their goal was to literally time it so that the Jets were flying over the stadium at the exact moment that the Lights East riders were racing down the straightaway. They wanted them to almost be in unison, which I don't know in the history of sporting events if the flyover has ever happened during the event. I didn't um, like it. I, I mean, maybe some smarter people um, than me, you know, but I didn't like well, it. Well, I think if you didn't go to the riders' meeting, which would be about, what, 1% of the people in the building go to that, what, a couple hundred, a hundred people go to the riders' meeting and there's 40-some thousand in the stands, unless you knew that was coming. You know, the starting gate's outside the building. Right. So you don't even see it. Yeah. I, I think just, everyone was taken by surprise well, there. Well, I think that's uh, – the thing that sucks about that is, to me, those jets, that's like one of the coolest parts of the night. I I just – it's so awesome when they come over, you know, because they just finished up the national anthem. Usually, they keep ripping over, you know. It's great. It's great to see the Canadian military too, letting you guys, you know, flying yeah. over. That's good to see. Oh, jeez. Um, what a mountie on a horse, <laughs> blowing a blowing a bugle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, I just I didn't like that part of it. The Jets, you're right, Ping. The Jets are cool, no doubt about it. Um, and they're gonna be cool when they go back to Winnipeg too. I just didn't like how the Jets went and the main event just went, you know. And also, too, they did a they did a coin toss before the race to determine who goes first. Weege, I'm going to let you go on this. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. I can't go off. Go I ahead. I learned my lesson. Folks, I was upset because they did a coin toss <laughs> to determine if East or West would race first. And I said, no, that's, 
coin tosses are to get the choice. Coin tosses are you win the coin toss to have the choice of what you want to do. It's not an automatic you race first. However, I was told the reason why was having the longer break before the shootout was the preferred situation. So that's why they held the coin toss to choose whoever raced first. Because what I was afraid of was knowing the way the track maintenance goes there and if it were wet and muddy, right. if I were the East guys, I'd want to be, let me race the second race. Yeah. This is for all the yeah. marbles. Um, but it didn't. It wasn't wet and muddy. They were good. They, they, right, they did worked. a good job on that. Okay, so Ping, so Weed, you actually did some investigation because you were just upset about this coin toss. It really got me mad. The <laughs> idea that you've won the coin toss, you win the right to race first, and I'm like, but what, who said that was better? Right. What did we win? Right. But I was wrong. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, well, it's good to get that out there. I was going off all night. I, of course, I did investigation. I talked to everybody I could. I cornered everybody and said, "Why? Who? You don't win the coin toss. You." <laughs> Get assigned, you pick. Bing, you should have been there. This coin toss really infuriated him. Really, really threw Wee off. Huh? Oh yeah, it's like you with the pole and Anna had won. It's very uh, upsetting to him. Yes, he's well, like, I was also mad. It was supposed to take place during the riders' meeting, and then it apparently took place Friday night. And I guarantee you this: I don't think any of the riders were there. So the ceremonial coin flip between Tiggle and Barsha, the points leaders, you know, it didn't even really go down that way. Like right. who even knows? Um, it was a good idea. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com Racer X podcast show. It's that time. Time for a commercial. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike car body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped at anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. Racing since 1970, O'Neill is the original American MX company supplying fine apparel, protection, and accessories for over four decades. O'Neill is proud to support top racers worldwide, including the Moto Concepts Yamaha Racing Team in the U.S. Supercross and Outdoor National Series. In 2010, O'Neill worked with top racing professionals, including Grant Langston, Tim Ferry, and Ricky Dietrich, in developing its all-new 2011 line. O'Neill's hardware line is the toughest money can buy and has been critically acclaimed for durability, fit, form, and function by Motocross Action Magazine. Hardware pants and jerseys are designed to function while putting you ahead of the pack in fast-forward fashion. When it's time to gear up, check out O'Neill.com or an authorized O'Neill dealer near you. Uh, we'll, cut, we'll, we'll just touch on the East Main. Barsha had a big lead. Um, so it didn't, it, it kind of was anticlimactic. Wilson, I expected more out of Wilson. Uh, I thought he would have more fire, more drive, got a bad start, sort of just rode around, wasn't probably into it. Um, you know, he needed a lot of help, obviously. Barsha went down, but got up like back in fifth or whatever. So the East, uh, main event, you know, the only thing that was exciting was Sipes once again, losing the lead with a lap to go. Uh, you asking me or him? Either one. You, you feel free to continue on getting the show going. Yeah, I, I think it was that that main was yeah pretty pretty flat. I, I same thing you thought. I thought Wilson, even if the title's out of reach, go out with a bang. You know, like put try to put an exclamation point on your season. Um, and yeah, he just kind of rode around. So I thought the same thing at Hanny, and, and again maybe his hand was worse, whatever. But 
you know, you give up that title, at least come out and like throw one, throw one last punch, you know. Um, well, he saved that for later. Okay. Well. <laughs> anyway, um, that's really the word. Uh, no. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, you know, I was thinking maybe, maybe this, maybe this dirt, maybe Wilson doesn't get along. But then I remember how good he rode last year. So I mean, oh, he, yeah, he, yeah, he can ride the track. You know, there's no doubt about it. But uh, good for Baggett. To, to come out and, and, and win, you know. But like we said, it definitely – that was lost. The main event, East main event guy was, you know, lost in the, in the mix. I so. hope the win bonus – I hope the win bonus pays the same because otherwise notoriety, press, attention, pats on the back, no one even cares. The team was probably all the starting line would tickle by the time he won it, you know what I mean? Like no one noticed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, absolutely. So let's, uh, let's go to the West Main, which was full of drama and intrigue. Um, no one thought Tickle was going to win it, myself included. And I got an interview with Tickle scheduled later for today. And I'm going to tell him, dude, I counted you out because, you know, Tomac had the momentum. Um, Ping, what'd you think of there was, you know, Seeley and Cunningham raced Tick Tomac really hard. And uh, there was some controversy after the race. And I know the, the Geico guys aren't pumped on what happened. But on the other hand, nothing dirty happened. Nothing, yeah. I, nothing, nothing out of bounds happened. But what what do you think, Ping? Well, I've talked to a few different people on either side, and and you know, this is the bottom line is this was just a really bad situation, and there was one thing to me that really made it look worse, regardless of what you thought went on the track, and that was when Cunningham and Seeley stopped after the checkered flag and threw a little party, a little dry humping session on that jump. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you know, butt pats, hugs, high fives. And and Cole and Tickle both train with Charles Dow. They're buddies. I get that, but that made it look really bad. Like it was staged or set up where they had kind of talked prior, which I don't believe to be the case. But you, you, it's, it's really, really an ugly situation because, for one, uh, if you're Cole or if you're that team, you're going to piss off one of the people who are supporting you, either Honda or Pro Circuit if you play favorites because Mitch is a big, big part of that team, but so is Honda. You understand? So, you know, it's not like maybe you sit down with Cole before the race and go, look, okay, we really got to help Honda out here if, if you can, because then you're, you know, stomping on Mitch's dick. Like one way or the other, you're going to make somebody mad. I just, I don't think short of either get the whole shot and check out or suck and be behind Tickle and Eli. I don't think there's any way of that being a good situation. Um, so, so I go both ways on this a little bit here. Where if you if that if that was if they were racing for the win, like if Cole was leading the race when all that stuff went down, I say no. He, you know what? He was racing for the win. I don't care what was going on behind him. You know, he was racing for a win. It doesn't matter. He didn't t-bone. It. There was nothing filthy, dirty about his riding. In fact, at one point. Uh, Eli went inside of Cole. Cole cased a jump or something and rolled, looked over, rolled, kind of let gave Eli room and went wide in the next turn, and Eli didn't jump the triple. And so Cole jumped it and went back by him. But it was like he, he was being respectful but still trying to race too, you know, and I don't know. It was definitely <laughs> just a bad situation to be in. Like you could – you could make an argument for for either side. Um, I think it just sucks. The situation sucks. I think he definitely he never hit him. He never bumped him. He raced him hard, but he raced him. 
Right. But he still comes out looking like the dick. Right. You, in you, the cut. you know, uh, uh, it, it's tough. If, I, if I'm Mike LaRocco or Jeff Myshack or Ziggy, I'm pissed, right? I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think right. I believe so. even if you're, uh, I believe even if you're Eric Kehoe, I would say. I think so, too. I think so, yeah. too. I mean, I think you're like, hey, here's the thing. You know, I used to drive box fans all across this country, uh, this great country of ours, privateer mechanic. Hours. hours. Uh, here's, the th- here's what I look at it. Like, if you're late at night and you're driving a box fan, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're wired on cherry Coke and no dose, um, and, and a semi passes you, he doesn't really know where he's going, how to pass you. So – he doesn't know where your, your front of your car is. So what you do is you flash the lights because it's etiquette. And he moves in on you and he pulls on and life goes on. Now, if you don't do that, you're not going to jail for it. You know, no one's going to stop you and, 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 you know, haul you off. It's not, it's not necessary, but it's just etiquette. Now, getting, taking that to the racing side of things, where I'm going is I like no doses. No, uh, where I'm going is that I've seen lots of titles go down to the wire. Generally, if you're not fighting for the win, yes, it's a race. You can always fall back on that. But you generally let the title contenders sort it out themselves. That's what's happened many, many times in the past. And uh, and it didn't happen this week. But, again, they have no right to say that, hey, you know, there's nothing written in the book about that. It's just how it and works. It wasn't, it wasn't for the win. And I right. said the same thing. If, a win, there's, there's, if he was racing for the win, there's no question. But he right. was still racing for second. You know, like, right. there's still the line, there's still, I, I don't know, you know. Right. It's just really, really gray area and really hard to make the call. Uh, what do you think, Weege? Yeah, uh, I fully expected a couple times Tomac was caught in a bad spot. I mean, we were all, as he was closing in on Hanson, who I believe was, you know, slowing the pace a little bit just to maybe help Tickle get in. And it wasn't like Hanny did anything out of control. And once Tomac got to Hanny, Hanny pretty much moved over at the end of the whoops and said, I'm not going to screw this up, you know, blatantly. Um, but once Tomac got to Hanny for a lap or two, I think we're all like, uh-oh. Yeah. Um, it's a good <laughs> thing that last week when you interviewed Tomac, he said, I'm not going to talk any, you know, junk about Hanson from Salt Lake because that will come back to haunt you. So Tomac survived that one. And then he had no choice late in the race. He was closing on Cunningham and Seeley. He couldn't stay behind them because then Tickle would have caught him again. And I fully expected – he passed uh, Cunningham pretty clean, and then I fully expected, because of the Honda connection, that once Sealing knew it was him, it was over. Like, he wasn't going to challenge him. But I think you're right, Steve. The only reason is because you just assume in the championship, championship that the riders just want to stay out of it. But they don't have to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in reality, if I'm going to go on here and say Alessi should race because he's under contract to race, do your job, and I really should say the same thing about these guys. You're supposed to race. Do your job. Like, no one says that you're eliminated right. from – to try to pin this down, man, I watched it over and over, and it is such a fine line. It, if it's a crime, it's the perfect crime because you can't point to any specific moment where they no. truly were out of line. If there was not a championship on the line, there's not a single move that would even raise any controversy. Just no. the yeah. – um, just I, I think – like Ping said, the the dry humping afterwards. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and yeah, that's that really, was really bad. That was really bad because when they're yelling at each other, he might have been saying, "Hey, good job, Brock, congratulations!" But it sure seems like he's yelling, "We got it, we got it, he did it." <laughs> Does it not seem like what? <laughs> right. Um, now, okay, so do we? So hard to call. Do we put a blame on not blame? I guess 
Um, do we say, hey, Eric Kehoe maybe should have said something, and that is where the error went wrong? Said something to whom? To Troy Lee. Well, how do you know he didn't? Because I was told he didn't. Uh, I was told. Do you mean uh, after or before? Uh, before. Uh, I, I was told he did. Oh. Oh. I don't know what you see, Lee, but at least to the team. That's what I thought. And, and there, you know, there was conversation. Race between Eric and, and that team. And there was never direct orders given. Right. What, what, what Eric was told was Cole's going to race clean, but, you know, we go out there to race to win races. We're, we're going to try to win races. Okay, well, that's what they did. So. And that's totally what he did. He, you know, you, you can't knock him. Would the, would the factory connection have moved over for him if it was teams were on a different foot there? Let's say Cole was going for the title, Eli wasn't. Would Eli have moved over for him? I don't know. Good question. You know, yeah. Great question. Th- those guys steal Troy Lee's riders, you know. But it- it's not like there's a courtesy really that goes on there. Or or Troy Lee Designs would still have Will Hahn. Right. You understand? I mean, I realize it's Honda, they're both Honda teams, but they're separate Honda teams, you know, and they're both trying to get results and Right. I don't know. I, I, I totally see. I don't. I don't think you can look at Cole. Guy, you're a dick. Or Cunningham. I don't think what either of them did was totally out of line. Okay. It was just a bad situation. Right. Well, Ping. Let me ask you this. I don't want to bring. I don't want to have you veer off the road and kill your family. But let's talk about Dallas. O, one. No. O O. Okay. Yeah. So are you okay? Or? Which Which I meant to. You know, call you about because in. Closest title chases ever. You didn't even include that. They didn't even know who won that championship until like 10 minutes after. <laughs> you didn't include that? <laughs> well, I went off my boss, Wygant's email. Oh. So, Come on, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. That was far from a, that was a, hey, here's some ideas. That was far from the authoritative guide, Mathis, right about these races only. I'm trying to pass just it. Yeah, Mathis. <laughs> no, we just, just we just right. If, damn it, I forgot he was on the line. Uh, <laughs> Um, but okay, let's. So let's let's. So are you okay? Like, can we talk about this, or is your family in danger? Yeah. Is your family? No, we we'll be fine. Okay, how did that go for your with your teammates with Bentley's teammates? Um, there was actually. Oh, jeez, we each. No, <laughs> we were just getting to the climax of that story. Apparently, what he's about to say. Yeah, so we'll wait for Ping to call back. We lost him. We lost Ping. Just Shea Bentley must control the cell phone towers right where he is. Yes. Uh, apparently, there was some major team conspiracy theory then, <laughs> and Mitch just flashed the line. Yeah. Or he's been kidnapped by aliens right as he was going to tell us all about it. <laughs> but I'm serious. Anyone involved in this that, that's trying to figure out the answer, I know that people have probably gone back and replayed those last four laps or whatnot over mm-hmm. and over and over. Yeah. And it is so hard to tell like you could come in with every conspiracy theory you want lined up but it's hard to find the clear evidence of where Celia and Cunningham really did Tomac wrong right I mean hey if they don't stop on that jump is there nothing said or or is there still something said but not as much uh yeah I think something is still said because like I said when when Tomac got next to Celia I expected it to be over I mean just the fact that they were racing him right you know what maybe I take that back Cunningham Cunningham, I forgot Cunningham. We're, we're focusing on Sealy here, but Cunningham rubbed Tomac pretty well down that uh, down that straightaway. 
Yeah, yeah. Middle plate. I forgot about that. I didn't see anyone else try that move to block the dude in the outside all night long. That one was one more. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we got Ping. Ping's back on the line. Yes. Hey, hi again. Uh, Ping, we thought maybe Mitch just hit a button and just killed the cell phone tower or Shea Bentley was controlling it or what. But uh, let's talk about uh, what happened in your, your night and, and, and all that. I'm interested in hearing your answer. Well, there was a little, you know, team drama. And, and this stuff happens, like, before the race, I needed, you know, I needed kind of a miracle. I think I had to win. Shea had to get seventh. So, you know, uh, Robbie Horton was my teammate. You guys remember Horton? Reverend. Oh, yeah. And so he was like, man, I'll, I'll take him out for you. You know, he was like a gnarly southern redneck dude. And I'm like, well, I'm going to tell you to do that, man. But <laughs> if that happens, fantastic. <laughs> well... <laughs> He went into the first turn like a freight train, and, like, we all went down, like seven of us, <laughs> including myself and Shay, and that was, you know, I think had it gone the other way, I, Shay ended up getting seventh, and I came back to second. Um, Schnell won. If I had won, I would have won the title. Oh. So, um, I think had I won it, it would have been, Mitch would have come over and just, like, raised hell, for sure, about... Right. The first turn situation. Because if you watch like a sequence of the first turn, Horton goes in pretty hot and he's not really worried about turning. But that wasn't completely unusual for him either. So <laughs> uh but what about when you got alongside dudes? Do you remember them making it easy on you? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean because, you know, we were Yeah. Well thanks for shitting we, on thanks for shitting on my point. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> I'm but kidding. it was different. It wasn't like we were we were coming from the back. I think people didn't even expect us to be coming by them at that point. You know what I mean? Because right, we right. were coming from dead last. Right. And I caught Gosler and passed him literally on the last straightaway, but like ten feet before the finish. Right. Right. For a second. Right. But he, I know he knew it was me, and he didn't let me go. He didn't make it any easier on me. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at that being said, I know what you're saying. Like a, a lot of times, especially. Um, you know, it, it just depending on the situation. If a guy's all by himself in fourth or fifth or sixth, and he knows, yeah, um, that the championship guys are coming through, he'll let them go by without really holding them up. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. No, it's a, it's a it's a touchy subject. And I, it's funny though. Like you know, us being in the media, we I don't know about you, but I had people from both teams finding their way to me to talk about it and give almost their side. Like everybody kind of knew. Some weird stuff was going to go down in the, on the message boards Before or in the media. After, you mean. after, after. Oh, yeah, after, after. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, the question that Mathis posed to me before we got you back on the line was: Was it really just if they hadn't had that uh, celebration, would no one be talking about this? I don't know, man. I feel like as it was unfolding right before your eyes, everyone was like, "What is going on?" Right. That only made it worse. The celebration after the race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But during the race, people were definitely wondering what was up. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, you know what's funny was I heard from some people that Hanny, Hanny or Hanny's team didn't know there was an LCQ. But So Hanny told me. He but, told me that at the banquet Sunday, Sunday night. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say. You wrote it, so someone told you. Um, Hanny did. Right. I'm yeah, surprised. Yeah, I saw him at the thing, and I was like, hey, you got 10th. Were you hurt? Why didn't you line up? 
And he said, no, I thought that, like, the old days, the shootout was based on, you know, points or whatever. Uh-huh. Somehow he says he didn't know the main event was a heat race. And then he said while the LCQ was going on, he was sitting there in the pitch just talking to Mitch like he would normally. And then someone came up and they were like, dude, you're supposed to race. You're in the LCQ. And he was like, what? And the race had already started. Wow. So, so wow. that's the story. Wow. I'm surprised Hanny hey. told you that. And I'm surprised that PC didn't didn't figure this out. Know the format? Yeah. Ping, what do you think? <laughs> um, too much going on. Yeah, sorry. I'm trying to oh. handle my business here. That That's... I didn't know there was an LCQ. Like going, you know, I, yeah. I had no idea. Well, I didn't know that until you wrote that, Weege, or whoever wrote that. Because right, yeah. When I first saw the, when I saw the schedule and all that, I don't think it had it on it. You know, maybe they just assumed that. Maybe there was an assumption no, that they, there was one yeah. or something, but I never. Well, I yeah. never knew. Well, yeah, but you're at home. I'm just talking about. Are you surprised that the team dropped the ball a yeah, little bit? Yeah, usually yes. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, that uh, of all of the teams that are on it, they are <laughs> generally speaking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. uh, yeah. So, well, that's kind of a definitely a little bit of a bummer. Um, hey, Pink, Hanny's not happy with us after last week's podcast, but he's okay with Weege. He's fine with yeah. Weege. Uh, I asked him two questions: A about the LCQ, and B, are you mad at me? No, we're cool. Yeah, they're cool. So, so. what's up, boys? <laughs> So he's mad at me and Mathis? I don't even remember well, what he, he said. Well, he only called out Mathis, so you might be all oh, right. Okay. Oh. Well, my friend asked Hanny, would you piss on Mathis if he was on fire? And he said, bleep no. Yeah, yeah. Which well, I mean, I just wrote a little bit about what he had, what kind of stuff that it was going on with Tickle and kind of stuff that was going on that uh, around the truck and, and, you know, changing in the other truck and all that. Because, Ping, after we talked about it, I made some calls and talked to some other people that definitely confirmed everything that you had said. So, I put it out there, and it wasn't good for Hanny, but, I mean, that's the truth. So, yeah. you know, whatever. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah, well, what are you going to do? Um, the, the, uh... I'll still be able to sleep tonight, probably. Yeah. Steve, you going to be able to fall asleep? I'll be good. Yeah, I'll be good. Okay. Uh, wh- what are you hearing for him coming back to Pro Circuit next year? Not a word. I don't think they'll... I think that'll take some time to sort itself out, too. Right. Um... Another silly season thing I want to talk about, big rumors about Dungey leaving Suzuki. You know, he broke up with his longtime agent, um, Tony Gardia, and I hear a lot more Honda talk all the time. Weege, did you get that? Did you get that also? The only Honda talk I'd heard was from the uh, the rumors that Reed's team um, might be going after him. And Reed's team is in the mix of everything, because I think this has gone so well uh-huh. with him and Honda these last couple of weeks that, you know, I think they're in line for more support, or maybe it's the same support he has today as opposed to what he had a month ago. Uh-huh. Um, so who knows, man, if they start shuffling resources there, that team becomes a bigger player. Um, maybe could that team actually – do you think that team could uh, be sort of the, the catalyst to Honda getting out of racing like Yamaha's done? I don't know, because, you know, that rumor has been out there for quite some time. You know, they've had the Geico program. And now they don't have Red Bull, but Keogh is always pretty adamant. You know, last yeah. two or three years I've heard that, and he's always been adamant. No, these rumors are not true. I know the road racing team's gone, but we are still racing. I think one obstacle that you have in that situation is that, in some ways, the guys who would make those decisions would almost be axing their own jobs to make that decision. Yeah, you know. So that's what makes it hard. Yamaha was able to 
land very softly because they found a way to keep pretty much all those are pretty much all the guys from Team Yamaha still employed, aren't they? No, there's they they cut a couple dudes, two or three guys. Couple, yeah. But but Perry's around, you know. Yeah. Uh, Bob Oliver's the, there. And Rambert Lang's own mechanic is still around. He works with Sam Manuel. Bob Oliver McCarty is at pretty much every darn race this year. They found a way to do it without, you know, the guys didn't cut their own you know what off by axing the team. So that's I think a different. That's an obstacle, right? You know, and, in and, condition. and then I heard KTM also is obviously after Dunge. But that's that's pretty, pretty uh, common knowledge. What about I think. what about JGR? I, the rumors are they're going to really step up after a big big guy next year. Well, there's only yeah. there's only one guy in the talk to you on this line that knows about JGR. Oh, well, I know. That's why I'm asking the man, the well, mole. Well, the process of elimination is they said yes, they're going after a big name more than ever. Now, what I'm is it true that no one else is available. You know, um, what, I, I'm assuming Villapoto, everybody just imagines, would stay, or does he actually have a two-year deal? Uh, I don't know that. Does he actually have a contract for next year, or does everyone just assume why would he leave Cowie? It just worked out. I'm sure Kawasaki has first right of refusal, even if he, even if his contract is up. Right. And, and Stewart, uh, it seems like, does everyone have multiple-year deals, or is just Dungey the only one that, Dungey the only one up? Or is the only Dungey the only one that everyone assumes would truly be available? Yeah, I think. Like is, yeah, I is L and M up? Is L and M up? Do they have a multiple year deal, or are people just not interested in Stewart? That's what I'm trying to figure out. No, people. Well, are, if, Stewie, if Stewie owns his own team now, if he owns that team, yeah. Well, well how, how's he going to leave? You know. Yeah, there's lots of the manufacturer deal up for grabs. There's lots of talk, there's lots of talk about him switching to another manufacturer. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so then Stewart is in play. Yes. Gotcha. Um, yeah, not for L and M. He's gonna be on L and M. Or wait a minute, how the hell can I call it L and M at this point? Yeah, yeah it's, it's really just M now. <clears throat> just just M. B and M. Maybe they'll go to B and M. No, it's uh, it's J S R. Really? Right. No, it really is. It's J S R. And not I John. I was hearing J S M also. Oh, are you? Okay. Ah, who knows, man? Um, I don't know. Who knows? But hey, what about what about? Uh, Reed Reed's factory bike. He's been on a factory bike for the for the last uh, three races or two, three, no two, 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 two. Um, but yet yeah. nobody is talking about it. Reed's being coy about it. Uh, Honda's being coy about it. I talked to Dan Bentley. He he didn't say anything. What's what's wrong with this? Why why aren't we just saying we gave him a bike? We gave him a full factory bike. Go Reed. I don't get it. Because uh, I think on Reed's from Reed's perspective. Um, you know, you, you, you want to go to the wall with the guys that got you there, which in this case is saying, hey, Pro Circuit, we worked together, they stepped up. You know, it doesn't quite sound right nah, to say. Yes, right. Okay. It doesn't quite sound right to say with two races to go, you know what, their stuff wasn't as good as the factory stuff, and the second I have a chance to take a factory bike, I'm taking it. Well, I you know guess. What I, mean? I know, but I, I think still. If you read, you just have to, you have to play that card. I mean, come on. I still feel, look at it like a reward to get a full factory bike. I, I mean, I love Pro Circuit. I think they do well, but uh, there's a factory bike. It's factory involvement, you know? Um, I don't know. I think, I think it's a, it's, he's just trying to be respectful for the people that were helping right. him all along, you know? Right, right, right. What do you think, Ping? I don't know. Is it you know for sure it's the entire bike? That's, I mean, he, that's, he used it all, every bit of it. Yep, because that's what I'm hearing. I don't know. I don't know. I I know Townley rode Millsap's bike last year, and there was things he liked about it, and there was things he didn't like about it. Right. There was things he liked about the Pro Circuit bike better, and I know. Sure.
way further down the road than what Ben was on. Right. So it wouldn't surprise me if he said, you know what, I like the clutch, I'll use that. I like. You like silence, he'll use that. You know, like the factory stuff. <laughs> you, totally broke, you totally broke up there. Oh, son of a. No, where did I cut out? I like the clutch. I'll use that. Oh well, like so, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he if he picked and chose what he liked. But there were things about his own bike he liked better. I mean, for example, he didn't go to the the factory suspension. He's still using the pro circuit stuff, the kid stuff. Am I right? Uh, Not what I hear. No. Well, if you look at it, it looks like the kid stuff. It doesn't look like the big. Yeah, stuff. yeah, so exactly. Maybe the internals are different. I don't know. You'd have to be someone on the team to know exactly what he picked and choose. But it, my point is, from what I experienced last year with Ben, when he did have a chance to ride some of that stuff, they do have things that are better, but uh, some of the stuff he might not have liked, too. So maybe he just sort of picked what he liked. Right. I, I, I mean, to me, I would just be like, hey, if you're Honda, you're like, hey, yeah, we help those, you know, if you – you do well on a bike, we will help you. And, but I guess yeah, there's the pro circuit thing, you know, hurting, getting hurt feelings there. But to me, isn't always the goal to be on a factory team, you know, like bike wise and money wise and all that. So. Yeah, it is. But like I said, I mean, his hand, I but, think Reed's hands are just. If anyone is known for just straight up telling you the truth uh, on these type of things, it's him. But I think his hands are a little bit tied. I mean, right. He's going to the wall with pro circuit. They backed him. They helped him when he needed it. Yeah. You're, you're, if you say, yep, I got rid of the kit stuff and I'm running works Honda Forks, doesn't that pretty much say, yeah, what I was telling you before about the kit Forks being awesome, they're okay, but they're not as good as the factory stuff. I mean, no, he's claimed all along the Pro Circuit stuff is just as good, so look bad to switch now. Yeah, I always just, I guess you know what, whenever he told me that, I kind of glossed over and was like, yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Like You never believed it in the first place, you mean? No, not really. I, I don't. I see. I, I mean, no, I see. I just, uh, the factory stuff has, you know, 18 dudes working on it, and, and they know exactly everything about it. And, and, I mean, I think you can get close with pro circuit stuff. And just factory involvement, I think, is many times better. Not many times. I mean, I mean, in many instances, is better. So, oftentimes. Yeah, oftentimes. Thank you, Ping. Um, all right. Well, cool. Um, anything else? What else we got to talk about? You want to talk about, uh, uh, you wanna talk about uh, Tyler Rattray, the most invisible rider? In the in the main events the last few weeks, how dare you disrespect Brayton like that? Well, in in the lights <laughs> classes, I guess I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> um, you know, so the, the champions are the champions. Oh well, let's talk about Roxon. How about that? Kid won. See, hey, that's my point with this format. You're we right. Forgot Roxon even won the darn race. Yeah, yeah, he won his first ever race. Yeah. Hey, that dude is legit. Yes. Uh, he is. The, whoever, whatever coast he winds up on next year, those guys should be scared. Whoever makes his IDs are legit, too. <laughs> because those those seem to work. He seemed to have an all-access pass. He did. Yeah. He did. He, whoever, he an all-access pass. Good job oh, on that, whoever did that. Um, um, I was going to say, we, when we were talking to um, – Mathis, you and I were both talking to an agent, and I don't want to give away names, but he's the one that used to work for Dungey. Um, wow. What, what's that? Wow. Yeah. Well, one of the names he mentioned is like a guy that, you know, he, you get a feeling that everyone's really going to want to align themselves with. 
is Roxon because he has the. Does he not have the total package going right now? Yeah. You know, young and fast and spectacular and fan and media friendly. You know, all these all these tools like right. that's someone that people are going to be wanting to hitch their wagons to for sure. Except, yeah. I believe Americans don't embrace a foreigner that much, as much as a, a homegrown guy. So that's the only thing he's got right. against him. He's from Germany. All right, Russ Stratton. No. Do we not like Germans, though? I mean, I know French guys sort of have a one strike against them before they even get here, but how do we feel about Germans? We've never really had to deal with it before. <laughs> no, we've never had to deal with Germans. Wow, there was this little thing. German. There was this thing about 60 years ago. We had to deal with Germans quite a bit. But No, we've never had a German rider here that's been, no. you know. No. So. No, he and he's and he and his English is perfect. I'm just saying, as a, you know, I agree. He's a great kid. Um, we've all. I don't know. Have you ever talked to him, Ping? Yeah, yeah. I've done yeah. a couple of interviews with him. He's great kid. He's, yeah, he's great. He's real. He's kind of precocious. You know, he's young but super friendly and outgoing. And right. I just yeah. I think he's just his riding is amazing. He's come so far. Right. You know, from A one to now, and. He's only going to have a world title under his belt by next year, and he's going to be tough to beat. Yeah, you're. Uh, so, so was he was he parading around as Nick Papa Giorgio from Yuma, Arizona, on Saturday <laughs> night? Is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was actually uh, uh, McLovin from Hawaii. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But no, yeah. Well, I think a lot of riders seem to have that same connection. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, seemed like it. But but uh, um, you know, whatever. It's Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas unless it's a podcast show. Well, actually, right. I'm in Vegas, so it's still staying here in a way. Oh, it's still as far as you knew. You meant for it to stay. Yeah, the show is produced in Vegas. Stays in Vegas. Right. It's like a sales. Same same rules apply to sales tax. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, you know what? Weed, you're right. Roxon and Sipes, we we didn't really talk about them, and they won two out of the four races. Yeah, well, I mean, if the championships were on the line, I mean, obviously that overshadowed everything. But I was going to say, as far as Tomac, see, that's what's dangerous about this, because it's very easy to say, hey, it was his rookie season, this was a bonus anyway, you know, he finished 10th at the opener, you know, to think that he had come this far and almost got it. But this sport, man, fame is fleeting, and you just ne- you can't guarantee, oh, well, he'll just get it next year. You know, no. that class, if there's one thing we were wrong about, I feel, at the beginning of the year, on the first podcast we did, we said the West Coast was weak. And somehow by the end of the year, it was like the deepest darn field ever. There were seven dudes battling in that race. Hey, again, I would like to say that I did not yeah. say the West Coast was weak. That was the <laughs> last holdout. <laughs> you defended them. And yes, I did. Yeah. No, I was waiting to see if uh, Ping was going to jump in on that. <laughs> hey, of all of the guys, who I, I realize anything can happen. There's nothing guaranteed. But, boy, if you're, if you're going to bet on one guy who will probably win some titles down the road, I think you gotta you got to give that to Eli. I mean, he's, he does have all the right pieces in place to be successful. And he had some rookie moments the opening couple of rounds, but – he really pulled it together, you know, and, and I'm sure he learned a lot from this whole ordeal. Um, even even like Steve, I was telling you earlier, I think he, maybe not as bad as Barsha, but he, he didn't make any friends throughout this season. He had a couple run-ins with a few different people, and that may have come back to bite him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think but he's going to learn from all that. He's going to take that in and go, okay, you know, 
I remember what happened this year, and I'm going to he's, – he's a smart enough guy and, and that whole family in camp that they're going to figure it out. And I, I think that kid's going to win titles, a lot of them. Well, I think part of him not having any friends out there too is just he's the rookie. He's the wonder kid. You know, he's not Ryan Sipes who's been in there for 18 years and Cunningham who's been in there for five. And, you know, he's not established. Tickle's been in there four, I think, now. And so, you know, it's just part of the, hey, let's F the new kid. You know what I mean? That's all. Um, so, maybe that's part of it. You know, if Sipes could have held on, that would have been a big weekend for him. Oh, he could have yeah. held on that East Lights main for one more lap. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Now, I think Tickle points out, Weege, do we know that? Uh, I, I'm, I'm beyond. You think the format for Saturday night was confusing? The pointing out format, even more so. What? Okay. Doesn't he have the automatic defend rule? No, because he's been in there for three years. Oh, yeah. That's right. Matt, we were talking about that with Hanny, but it would Hanny. apply to him as well. Right. So Tickle's out? Bizarre. I think he is. The way we've had the rule explained to us, and it sounds bizarre, is that nowadays, if you have raced the class three years total in any order, you could even have it years off, whatever. If you've raced three times and then you win the title, you're out mm. immediately. Seems bizarre to me. Champion wouldn't be allowed to defend. Right. In fact, so bizarre that I would be shocked if you don't see that change, if that is the way the rule is. Do you really think they're not going to let Tomac or, sorry, Tickle line up with a number one plate next year? Uh, Tim Ferry did not get a chance to in 1998, so therefore... Uh, yeah. It it used to be, back in those days, like Bud Man, Ferry, some of those guys who kind of got hosed when the rules were too tough. Then I think it swung the other way, and it got too easy to to cheat it. And I think that they're kind of maybe going back to where if that happens, that could be bad for Tickle. I don't know that he's ready (laughs) to jump right into the 450 class right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I think Morris finally pointed out, too. Yeah, Yeah, but he's probably got enough, you know. Right. Right. Um, I, don't yeah, I don't know if that's good for Tickle, but remember, uh, two years ago, Kennard was going to have to move up. Yeah. Because you had the one year to defend the title rule, and that rule was promptly changed. So that's what I'm saying. Right. Right. And Mitch, Mitch isn't. Mitch is. Uh, you know, he's a powerful guy in the industry, so he'll lobby. I'm sure. Um, Do you think, uh, hey, Mathis, back in '97, '98, was Roger DeCoster going to the wall for uh, <laughs> to defend Ferry and try to help him? No, Timmy told yeah. me his communications with trying to help him involved uh, calling Duke Finch himself and Duke telling him basically to suck it, you know? So, um, Thought Roger had his back. I'm really, yeah, no, no, no. Hey, Ping, what do you think about Dave Gowan from Thor going over to manage the Rockstar Suzuki team? Thoughts on that? Um, not really. I mean, okay. Good. Good for him. He's a good dude. I'm sure he'll do a good job. Why is there, is there more to it than I know you sound like there's, no underlying drama. No, huh. not at all. Just what, as a as a former team manager in the class, I thought you'd have something to say about that oh, team. Dave, Dave's been around forever. He'll, he'll do right. he'll do a great job. And that team, you know, they kind of needed somebody. Renee, the guy who's been running it, is uh, more the technical guy. So, you know, and I don't know how much Bobby wants to be involved or is, but right. You know, they they definitely needed a guy, and I think it's yeah, he'll do great. You know, that team, I. I I swear, for as good of a setup as they have and their bikes, they really didn't get the results I thought they would so far this year. No, I thought they would do better. I definitely did. And they were pretty pumped on their Suzuki support that they got. I'm telling you, those bikes rip. And, you know, the yeah. truck, the layout of people, they got good staff. 
just kind of had some, I don't know, just haven't had, hadn't come together for him yet. Weed, you're surprised at Jason Anderson and how much he struggled a little bit, huh? Yeah, uh, and where the heck was he? He wasn't he, even there. Yeah, he, he, he cased the uh, triple in practice and racked his nuts. <laughs> so That's the official word. Yeah, uh, that was the official press release. Yeah, that would be good. Release. Anderson racked nuts. out <laughs> No, just Anderson nuts out. <laughs> you know, like me, seven days. You know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People would have thought, well, does that mean that he's lost uh, mentally? <laughs> that he's, he's nuts. Oh, he's lost his mind. Anderson oh, nuts. Uh, nuts. So yeah, he's out for uh, he, he he skipped the race, but um, you know. Uh, yeah, I think Davalos and Morris let, let us both down. And obviously Treadle, terrible, terrible accident with that. That probably affected Anderson a little bit. Then they, they, they were, you know, just struggling from there. It was rough, yeah. You know, it's not uh, – it's probably probably not easy to be on a team when a rider – you know, I don't know if Ian Treadle's going to ever race again, but it's got to be hard on a team, I would imagine. You're so close and you work so many hours with everybody. And then to see a guy go down with, with a terrible accident has to be mentally tough on everybody. Yeah. Like, Ping, like, how was it when you guys ran out of ice cream? I mean, how was that mentally tough, draining? Devastating. And this is, you know, much bigger than that. So, uh, um, all right. Are we good? We cover everything? I think I think we're good. This is, these have been fun to do. Is, is this it? Are we done? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Yeah. Should we do them for the outdoors? I that Ping's bootleg supply of um, – Race footage has been um, uh, been cut Com- off. Compromised. <laughs> Com- yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Poor Swiss course. Is he going to be all right? Well, he's fine because he watches the races like a normal person on TV. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. Well, like, I, was, I was making sure the feds weren't coming after him or something. Oh, oh yeah, no, I think that's okay. So, okay. Um, <laughs> they yeah. want them to bin Laden him or something, you know? Right, right. Send him out to sea. Good point. You're right. Um, well, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we're, we're, we probably won't do a USGP one. That's safe to say. Because I'm the only guy that's going to be there. We're going to be out 40 people there total? Um, I don't know. I hope it's better than last year. I know they struggled last year, so. Mm-hmm. I just think, I mean, unless he's now going to be, who's, there's no Americans to draw people there, correct? I mean. Uh, Travis Baker is going to race. Oh. Christian Craig. Yep. Maybe the fans will go there thinking it was Mike Craig because they do recognize that name. Townley's not coming. Yeah, Townley's not going to be there. Uh, Musquin's racing. Zach Osborne. Let's not forget about Zach Osborne. There you go. All right, guys. That'll pack the fences. Uh, uh, thank you for uh, for doing the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show Vegas wrap-up. I appreciate it. And um, thanks once again to Ping. Ping, drive safely. And we'll do and Weege, uh, drive safely on your way to JGR. Oh, man, I might never stop. I might just park it there and leave it there. <laughs> Move in. Right on. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. See ya. Bye. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show brought to you by RacerX. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just 
thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The Dogger, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX on the iTunes Store to enjoy these and many more great podcasts. I won't let this die